Hello and welcome to the Celeb News Ride Home for Thursday, December 19th, 2019. I'm your host, Kate Raft. And, you know, I know there's like other stuff going on in the world right now, like um, Trump was impeached yesterday. But I know you and what you need right now is to take a break from politics and join me on a journey, a journey through today's celebrity gossip. Today's topics, Camila Cabello apologizes for allegedly having a racist Tumblr when she was 16. JK Rowling sucks. Beanie Feldstein wore matching leopard print with her girlfriend Bonnie at the Cats premiere. We now know why Ruth Wilson quit her job as the lead on Showtime's The Affair, and Mark Anthony's yacht randomly erupted in flames. Here's what you missed today in the world of celebrity news. Two days ago, a Twitter user, at Motivate Fenty, posted a string of tweets calling Camila Cabello out for allegedly posting racist content on a Tumblr account. Oh no, they didn't, summed up the tweet thread saying, quote, Motivate Fenty found Camila Cabello's Tumblr page, one Camila confirmed was hers, receipts in the thread, and started a thread last night that includes a million anti-black reblogs, xenophobic reblogs referring to the Asian language as Ching Chong language, and going for the hat trick, a reblog making light of Rihanna's assault at the hands of Chris Brown, end quote. I personally looked through the entire thread, and let me just say, I don't know if I've ever seen so many racist memes in one place. It was like reading a toxic 4chan thread or something. The meme that Camila allegedly reposted making fun of Chris Brown beating Rihanna is especially vile. At Motivate Fenty updated the tweet thread, adding at the end, quote, update, it appears that Camila deleted Vu Etes Bell. Luckily, I archived all the links in this thread on the Wayback Machine last night, end quote. Vu Etes Bell. I don't know if I'm saying that right, but I guess that was the name of Camila's account. Camila logged on to Twitter last night and while she didn't confirm the Tumblr posts were hers, she did apologize for her past comments in a lengthy apology in the form of a screenshotted image of text. Now, technically, Camila Cabello's apology wasn't on the iPhone Notes app. She clearly wrote it in like an Instagram story, but the spirit of the Notes app is alive in this apology, so I'm still going to award it with the coveted Notes App Apology of the Week. Notes App Apology of the Week. In a screenshotted image that included a black background with white courier text, Camila wrote, quote, When I was younger, I used language that I'm deeply ashamed of and will regret forever. I was uneducated and ignorant, and once I became aware of the history and the weight and the true meaning behind this horrible and hurtful language, I was deeply embarrassed I ever used it. I apologized then, and I apologize now. I would never intentionally hurt anyone and I regret it from the bottom of my heart. As much as I wish I could, I can't go back in time and change things I said in the past. But once you know better, you do better and that's all I can do. I'm 22 now, I'm an adult and I've grown and learned and I'm conscious and aware of the history and the pain it carries in a way that I wasn't before. Those mistakes don't represent the person I am or a person I've ever been. I only stand and have ever stood for love and inclusivity and my heart has 
almost never, even then, had any ounce of hate or divisiveness. The truth is, I was embarrassingly ignorant and unaware. I use my platform to speak out about injustice and inequality, and I'll continue doing that. I can't say enough how deeply sorry and ashamed I feel, and I apologize again from the bottom of my heart, end quote. Even after posting this apology, it still seems like people are pretty upset by Camila's former posts. A lot of people are saying that regardless of how much she regrets it, by age 16, you should know that reposting racist content and using the N-word ad nauseum is unacceptable behavior. Okay, everyone, brace yourselves. J.K. Rowling sucks majorly, and I'm about to explain why. I've been hearing some buzz on Twitter for some time now that J.K. Rowling allegedly aligns herself with some turf ideologies. And now, as of this morning, it seems like the Harry Potter author has pretty much confirmed that. If you don't know, the term turf refers to a type of transphobia that incorrectly claims to arise out of, quote, radical feminism. It stands for trans exclusionary radical feminism. Just to state the obvious, it's impossible to be a true feminist if you're stepping on the necks of trans women to do that. So being a turf doesn't mean you're actually feminist. Anyway, <clears throat> also for reasons that I still don't understand, a lot of British people seem to be turfs, at least publicly and in the media. If someone out there knows what's going on over in England and why there are so many outspoken turfs right now, I would love if you could just like slide into my DMs and explain it to me because it's truly confusing and in infuriating. Anyway, so to finally get to the point of the story, this morning, JK Rowling posted a tweet in defense of a woman who got fired from her job for being transphobic. Jezebel summed it up saying, quote, on Thursday, Rowling tweeted in support of Maya Forstater, a researcher at the Center for Global Development who lost her job due to her publicly stated beliefs that a trans Trans woman is not a woman. Forstater's case has made all of the UK TERFs or trans exclusionary radical feminists and transphobes froth at the mouth. End quote. Rowling's tweet in defense of Forstater reads as follows, and I quote, Dress however you please, call yourself whatever you like, sleep with any consenting adult who'll have you, live your best life in peace and security, but force women out of their jobs for stating that sex is real? Hashtag I stand with Maya. Hashtag this is not a drill. End quote. Yikes. Oh my god, that's yikes. This statement from J.K. Rowling, which allows her with a campaign to defend a woman who has been publicly vocal about denying the existence of trans women makes JK Rowling seem uh, pretty transphobic in my opinion. And and this isn't the first time Rowling has rubbed online elbows with transphobic people and transphobic causes. Back in 2018, she liked a tweet from someone who described trans women as, quote, men in dresses. Her reps at the time tried to write the like off as like an accidental oopsie moment. A spokesperson for Rowling told Pink News at the time, quote, I'm afraid JK Rowling had a clumsy and middle-aged moment, and this is not the first time she has favorited by 
holding her phone incorrectly, end quote. Okay, so maybe maybe the time she liked a transphobic tweet looking back wasn't an accident. Hmm, yeah. Just gonna put this out there. If you defend someone who justly got fired for being transphobic and if you like tweets that say trans women are men in dresses, you're probably allegedly a piece of shit. Beep. Allegedly. Also, it's worth noting that the woman JK Rowling is defending didn't even actually technically get fired. She just didn't get her contract extended like she thought she would. This is so stupid. I am very upset about this. JK Rowling, you suck. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So, what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Apparently, my address is 123 South Rock Street because I I think I'm living under a rock. Why am I living under a rock? Well, because I had no idea Beanie Feldstein was queer and in a long-term relationship with a producer named Bonnie Chance Roberts. Cats is out this weekend and it's getting truly terrible reviews, but that's okay because guess what? Cats is giving me an excuse to talk about this couple that I had somehow no idea existed until today. So speaking of cats, Beanie and Bonnie, who've been together since 2018, showed up to the Cats premiere together on Monday and walked the red carpet hand in hand wearing matching leopard print and looking cute as hell. Just Jared covered their cute matching leopard looks and explained that Beanie met Bonnie, quote, on the set of her movie How to Build a Girl, which premiered at the Toronto Film Festival back in September, end quote. Wow, I love it. I love this red carpet photo. I I can't wait to see what this matching couple wears to the American Crime Story Monica Lewinsky premiere. I'm just shoehorning that in right here to remind you that Beanie is playing Monica Lewinsky in the upcoming limited series. Anyway, back to this couple, back on topic. Beanie is in love with a woman and her name is Bonnie and they like to wear matching animal print. Wow. Wow. I love this. I thought I was a Beanie Feld stan. So I'm definitely embarrassed that I didn't know about this relationship until today. Why didn't anyone tell me? Why didn't you tell me? Apparently she spoke to Teen Vogue all the way back in October and gushed about her girlfriend Bonnie saying, quote, not to sound flippant, but I was in love with her and all of her and she's a woman. That's not scaring me or deterring me. And it wasn't just women in general. 
It was her specifically, end quote. Beanie also told Teen Vogue that she never used to care about romance and that after finding Bonnie, she thought, quote, whoa, now I get it. I get why people write songs, end quote. Wow, love is real. I hope that Beanie writes a song about Bonnie now. I mean, I had no idea when I woke up this morning that I would start standing a relationship so hard, but here I am standing Beanie and Bonnie. If Beanie and Bonnie ever break up, I'm going to throw myself into the mouth of a volcano. And that's just a fun fact about me. a quick heads up this next topic is about workplace sexual harassment and there are references to graphic nudity last year actress ruth wilson quit her job as the lead on the showtime show the affair and for a while it had people completely scratching their heads ruth who didn't speak out directly about why she left she did drop hints in a new york times interview back in august of 2018 the new york times article reads as follows quote it isn't about pay parity and it wasn't about other jobs miss wilson said she added coolly but i'm not really allowed to talk about it there was a meaningful silence there is a much bigger story she eventually volunteered urging me more more than once to contact Sarah Treem, a writer and producer of the show, end quote. Now we know, thanks to a great long piece in The Hollywood Reporter, that Ruth left the show due to an allegedly increasingly toxic environment on set, with Sarah Treem at the center of it all. Jezebel summed up The Hollywood Reporter piece, saying, quote, Sources recently told The Hollywood Reporter that nudity was pushed on the actors. Wilson was often asked to appear naked in scenes where the nudity didn't seem important to the plot, which made her understandably uncomfortable. She also took issue with some of the sex scenes, which Wilson believed came off as non-consensual, though the production team reportedly attempted to convince her otherwise, end quote. Sources who spoke with The Hollywood Reporter kept bringing up the affair showrunner, Sarah Treem, as a problematic source of alleged toxicity. One source told The Hollywood Reporter, quote, Over and over again, I witnessed Sarah Treem try to cajole actors to get naked even if they were uncomfortable or not contractually obligated to, end quote. They added, quote, It's things you would think would be coming out of a man's mouth from the 1950s. The environment was very toxic, end quote. In the piece, there are multiple examples of really bad workplace harassment, and I won't get into all of them, but weirdly, Lena Dunham also is involved in this story. Apparently, Girls was shooting in the same Hamptons location as The Affair in 2016, and Lena allegedly got roped into a post-shoot drunken conversation with one of The Affair producers, Jeffrey Reiner. Details of the convo were leaked by Lena's then-producing partner, Jenny Connor, who wrote about this as like a blind item on their now-defunct website, Lenny Letter. I'll read you that one segment from the article. It says, quote, At one point, Reiner pulled out his phone to show Dunham a graphic photo of a mutual friend with a cock next to her face, as Connor described it. Sources say that the image was of a fair actress, Maura Tierney, and a nude male actor working as a body double for actor Josh Stamberg, end quote. The whole piece is really, really dark. Apparently, Ruth Wilson was able to negotiate her exit from the show after the incident with Jeff Reiner, 
but she allegedly had to sign an NDA as a part of that deal, which is why I'm guessing she couldn't speak directly about any of this. Yikes. Mark Anthony's yacht just like randomly erupted in flames and capsized last night. I mean, that's pretty much the whole story. Listen, I'm I'm not an arsonist or anything, but sometimes it's cool when something really expensive gets totally destroyed. I mean, no one was hurt, so it's like, that's a win, right? That's a win for wealth inequality or something. I don't know. Like I said, no one was on the boat when the 120-foot yacht capsized in a Miami marina This quote is really funny. I guess a local news outlet talked to a family member of the person who owns the marina, and uh, that source said, quote, It's sad for us as the marina and for the boat, end quote. Oh, yes, honey, it is sad for the boat. Rest in peace, boat. fun, right? We had a fun day today here on Celeb News Ride Home. It's a nice chill Thursday. I've been your host. My name is Kate Raft. You can follow me on at Kate Raft. You can also follow Celeb News Ride Home. We've got socials. I'm trying to post like some, you know, some fun content. I've got some polls coming up. I'm going to do some, some Twitter polls, some Instagram polls. I'm all about polls. So follow those at Celeb Ride Home on Twitter and Instagram. Also, if you're so inclined, I would really, really love to get some Apple podcast reviews. I, I want to see them. I want to read them. I want the stars. I want not one, not two, not three, not four, but five stars. Is that greedy? I'd also like to shout out Ride Home Media and my co-producer and engineer, Jack Allison. And uh, yeah, that's it. I'll see you tomorrow. After I post this episode, I'm going to the post office to mail some last minute Christmas gifts, which I'm sure will be like super chill. I bet I'm going to I'm gonna probably be the only person at the post office, right? Because like it's the 19th and Christmas is like in a few days and I think it's going to be chill. I, I bet I'll be the only one there. Yeah. All right. Bye.